The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. Welcome to the State College Alliance Church on this Christmas Eve. Whether you are a longtime member of the church or this is your very first time here, whether you are here in the sanctuary or with us online, we are delighted that you've chosen to be with us on this very special night. And we hope that all of you who are of candle lighting age, and we will defer to the supervising adults to determine which kids are of candle lighting age, but hopefully you all got a candle on your way in. 
If you did not, feel free to slip out to the lobby to snag one at some point soon. You'll need it later to fully participate in the service. As we have taken time over the last four weeks to prepare our hearts and and light the Advent candles of hope, love, joy, and peace, tonight we gather to look towards the lighting of the Christ candle, a powerful reminder that the child of the promise came into this world that he is Emmanuel, God with us. There's nothing magical about tonight, but the fact that the church all around the world has gathered on this night for many centuries That global and timeless reality gives it a holy significance much bigger than ourselves. So we invite you into this space, a a reverent space of gratitude and celebration, a space for you to listen for God and open, open yourself up to Him on this holy night. Wherever you are on your faith journey, we hope that you will encounter the presence of God who is with us tonight and always. As we continue to read Scripture and sing beautiful carols, which are familiar to many of us, would you please stand and listen and ponder? In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn.
And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger.
all God's people said, amen. Amen. You may have a seat. I'm going to ask if you would stay in the spirit of worship as we pray. Father, we are grateful for this beautiful opportunity to come into your presence. We're thankful for family. We're thankful for friends. We're thankful for your church. And we thank you, Lord, that tonight we have the opportunity to come and adore you, to give you our best in worship. And so, Lord, I pray that you would meet us in this season of Advent as we've been coming through this time of expectation. We would say tonight, we are waiting on you, Jesus. We pray, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I would pray, Lord, that you would help us to savor the moments and not to miss the voice of the Savior tonight. We pray this in your strong name. And all God's people said, amen. So delighted to be with you tonight uh, for our Christmas Eve services. Um, Whether you are here in the sanctuary with us or gathering online at home or people that are on the road and uh, tuning in with us, we want to welcome you and we're delighted that you're able to be gathered together. I also want to just say a special thank you to various staff and leaders who have worked hard to put together uh, what I think is a very beautiful service that already has warmed our hearts and we're grateful for them. I'd like to begin my message tonight with an excerpted reading from a well-loved Christmas poem, and it goes this way. It says, "'Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house I searched for the tools to hand to my spouse. Instructions were studied and some were inspired in hopes that we could manage some assembly required. We opened the boxes. My heart skipped a beat. Let no parts be missing or parts incomplete.'" Too late for for last-minute returns or replacement. If we can't get it right, it goes in the basement. When what to my wondering eyes should appear but 50 sheets of directions, concise but not clear, with each part numbered and every slot named, so if we failed, only we could be blamed. We spoke not a word, but we kept bent at our work till our eyes, they went bleary and our fingers all hurt. The coffee went cold and the night it wore thin, before we attached the last rod and last pin. Then laying tools away in the chest, we fell into bed for a well-deserved rest. And I said to my spouse just before I passed out, this will be the best Christmas, I have no doubt. Though I suppose there is something to say for those self-deluded, I'd forgotten that batteries are never included. (laughs) Tonight, as we um, gather, uh, I suggest that Christmas Eve takes on a little different feel depending on the phase of life that you're in. Some of you will go home to assemble uh, required things, or perhaps those things are already done. Others of you perhaps on a quiet uh, sort of feel. Christmas Eve has a different uh, feel depending on the stage of life that you're in. We hope that tonight you will be able to laugh, that you will be able to sing, that you will be able to pray, that you will be able to ponder. And the word that I keep coming back to as I've been preparing for this night is that we would savor the moments with the Lord that he has for us. I'd like to begin with a scripture from Matthew, a reading from Matthew chapter 1. If you read there, it talks about the birth of Jesus Christ, and it says, now this is how the birth of Jesus took place in this way. And it, just give a little paraphrase, it talks about Mary finding herself betrothed to Joseph and found herself to be with child by the Holy Spirit. 
Joseph, not quite certain what to do with it, has decided that he's going to end the relationship uh, as respectfully and quietly as he can. And then he gets an angelic visit. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and, and assures him with these words, saying, Don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And then we'll begin uh, in verse 21 tonight. Uh, it says, She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. May God add blessing to the reading of his word tonight. We've been going through a series in this Advent season called Child of the Promise. Of course, we know who the child is that we're celebrating as we celebrate the birth of Christ. But what are some of the promises that are associated with his coming, with his first Advent on that quiet night? We talked about the light is dawning and the curse is broken. The kingdom has come. Last week, I will give you rest. And maybe tonight, some I would suspect, this is the first night that you felt a little bit of rest, a little bit of quiet, and to be still, savor these moments. The key question we've looked at in this series is not whether we know the promises that have been made, but rather do we trust the one who has made them, as he calls us into relationship with him. And I want to look at simply three things as I look at the scripture with you tonight in this brief message The first one is the promise is in the name. It's right there. When we think about the many promises that that associate Christ's coming, I want you to see that the promise is in the name. Now, when I say that, I would suggest to you today that there are a lot of places that you might go or organizations you might be a part of that you can tell a lot by their name. If your food, for example, is not just made by people who make burgers, but by the king, of burgers. It seems to insinuate that that should be pretty good. If you shop at Best Buy, not just a place where you can buy, but the best buy, it seems to insinuate a promise of quality. What is in the name? We found out after we named our children that one of our children's name translates in its original meaning to a great, rugged, expansive ruler. Yikes. Maybe explain something of the terrible twos. We said, what have we done? Now, you may be sitting here tonight and saying, yeah, well, what, what is really in a name? Does it really matter what's in a name? Uh, if I give you a quote, you could um, tell me if you recognize a rose by any other name. Still just as sweet. And that is by Shakespeare. Little Romeo and Juliet for you. Good. God notes the importance of names. In fact, oftentimes, God is renaming people to represent the work and the calling in their life. We see this actually all throughout Scripture, many different examples. So the name of Jesus was important, and there's a heavenly promise embedded in the name that is twofold. It says his name will be called Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. There will be a work of God coming from the outside Something that we could not do for ourselves. And the second part of the promise is he will be called Emmanuel, which means God 
with us. So we sing Christmas carols like lines like, God with man is now residing. And when we wrestle with the question of how could we ever ascend to a God so great, we actually found, find that he has descended to us. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. What a wonderful promise. And I would suggest to you that it's, it's more than just proximity. You know, when I ask you the question, are you with me tonight? I'm not asking if you're physically here in the building. I can see you. Or if you're with us online, I'm not asking if you're physically there, but I'm saying, are we together? God is with us. An ancient relationship is being restored. So there's a promise that is in the name. The second thing I want you to see is that the promise is profound. Can we really begin to understand the depth of the promise? God is with us. Some of us may be needing to take on faith tonight, the reality, God is with me. My circumstances may not feel very joyful, they may not feel very easy, they may not feel very good, and yet the promise is God is with us. God is with me. Of all of the religious figures throughout history, teachers, prophets that the world has produced, there is a significant limit to the influence that they can bring. Many great figures have said, here is the path in which you should walk for fulfillment. Here's the direction you should go to experience renewal. And if you do as I teach, you will do well. But in contrast, Jesus does not simply say, here are the instructions to help you transcend your broken world. Rather, he was bringing something into the equation that we could neither produce nor replicate on our own. You shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. God with us means that the architect has come into the design, that the artist has entered into his creation. A song that Amy shared with me recently is called The Arrival by Hillsong Worship. Let me read you a stanza or two. It says, who is God that he would take our frame the artisan inside the paint, or, the breath, or breathe the very air his breath sustains, the architect inside the plan. O come now, hail his arrival, the God of creation, royalty robed in the flesh he created, Jesus the maker has made himself known. All hail the infinite, infant God. You will never exhaust the depths of this wonderful promise. God is with us. And finally, tonight, I want you to see that the promise is very personal. When we light the Christ candle, which we will do in just a moment, I would ask you to ponder the work of Jesus. Throughout the Advent season, we've talked about hope and joy and peace and love. Think about all of these things, the very things that we long for, the very things that we feel in their absence, the very things that we need. And so we've been lighting these candles, hope and peace and love and joy, and they all find their unique place in the person of Jesus Christ. So tonight, to help you just take a moment to savor and to reflect. We're gonna, we ask the, the worship team to lead us in a song of reflection, and I would just encourage you to listen 
and to receive. Tonight, as we reflect on the gift of Jesus, we are coming to the end of a year, and we remember the wins and the losses. We remember the things done well and the things left undone, and we light the Christ candle to welcome God's gift of the Messiah. Let's not miss what he has for us in these moments. Shall we pray? Father, tonight we pause to remember your promise. God is with us. I pray that you would help us to savor that promise in these moments. Right now, Lord, we want to receive as a fresh encounter and with thankful hearts the profound work that you have done for us. Jesus Christ is the supreme answer to our greatest need, the finishing work for all that we lack, the healing for every hurt, the answer for every fear, and the one who puts us right in every way. So I pray that you would help us to savor the Savior. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. darkest of 
candles handy. This is the time. One of the wonderful truths about Jesus is this. He's the greatest ever born. The greatest ever born. He's the, he's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He's the, you can't get any higher. You can't get more important. He's been given the name above every name. And yet, He makes his habitation in lowly places. He came into a very, very humble estate. And that's actually really good news for you and for me because it means that if you want the Savior of the world in your life and yet you feel small, you feel humbled, it's a good starting place because he loves to make his habitation in lowly places. That's what happens when Jesus Christ comes into your life. That's why we talk about this being such a personal thing. You know, if if you miss out on what the the Spirit is saying, you miss out on what the Lord has for you tonight, then we have nostalgia, you know? We feel sort of happy about singing old songs and things like that. But there's a personal connection that happens. And so uh, the candle that you hold in many ways is sort of a, a very powerful picture because in and of itself it doesn't really do very much. Um, It just sort of sits there. It doesn't come to life or come to light on its own. Probably a good thing. Could have made the service a lot more interesting. And yet, when somebody bows their heart and their life to the Lordship of Jesus, there's an act. It takes some humility, right? It takes some, some humble action. We bow our knees to the Lordship of Christ and we invite Him in. And then something comes to light that was not there before. Isn't that beautiful? And one of my favorite aspects of this service is that we then get to share this with others. That's how you come into a relationship with Jesus, is that we share him with others. And so we've got some people who are going to help us do some sharing today. You guys can come on up here and uh, allow me to share with you, and then you'll share with the rest of our congregation here. If you're meeting with us online and you're in a group, 
take some time to spread from one candle to the other, just like this. Beautiful symbol. And if you're all by yourself tonight, go ahead, you guys can start doing your thing. If you're all by yourself tonight and you're feeling a little bit lonely with just you and a lit candle, just remember that you are doing this with a family of millions of people around the world tonight. So we bless you. We thank the Lord for his work. One candle to another. Let's light our candles as we remember Christ's light of love in our hearts. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon virgin mother and child, holy infant so tender and mild, you to look around the room. It's a beautiful picture. I have the nicest view in the room, but you won't all fit up here. So just look from where you are. 
It's wonderful to be gathered together tonight, and as we extinguish our candles, let's keep the love of Christ burning brightly in our hearts. And when you are ready, I would encourage you to stand. We're going to sing one last song as we sing, Joy to the World, the Lord has Come. to be with you tonight. We're so grateful for you taking some time, especially with dinner plans and family plans and travel. We're so glad to be able to see you tonight and be gathered together. So we are thankful. From our church family to you and to your family, we want to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. May you be encouraged as you celebrate. May you be blessed as you encounter Christ. May you be filled as you worship And for those of you who need to go home and assemble toys, don't forget the batteries. God bless you, and you're dismissed.